Okay, so we're at the top of Daf uh, Vav Amad Aleph. Remember, we're talking about um, basically the basic topic we we're talking about was making siyun, making the uh, markings for tuma, right? So we can uh, figure it out. And the, the the last thing we talked about was that uh, you have the situation where there's ilanot, there's trees. So trees seem to be a marker at some point, but we're not really sure. Like maybe it's possible that the trees are marking one thing in the graves or somewhere else. So okay, like like, like Ula says, the Baum of Hamabet. Um, so maybe like it's, if it's on the borders, so it's different, so it's going to be very different. So the Gemara at the very top says, but Dilma Tuma Says, but maybe you have Tuma on the inside and Ilanot on the outside. I Meaning it could be true that the Ilanot are um, on the outside. And look at Rashi at the top. He says, Velo Bain Ha'ilanot, Velo Nechrash Makam Tuma. Right. The whole thing was, but you see the plowing. So it tells you something about the status of the Tuma. But if the but if the Tuma is on the inside of the field and the trees on the outside of the field, so then or the border in this case, it doesn't really tell you anything about it because maybe all the Tuma's inside and you don't know anything about it. So Gemara says no, but Misubachin. It must be a case where it's Misubach. In modern Hebrew, Misubach means like confusing. Right, it's like complicated. So here, Mr. Bachmin, as Rashi says, means like spread out throughout the whole thing. The trees are th- spread out the whole way. It's not just like a row of trees, you know, like in a line where like, we don't really know. It's, the trees are all over the place, and therefore, well, uh, we can tell based on the trees. Vivaydeva. Alternatively, we can say Ha'amran ein marchikin siyun mimakom tuma shalolah hafsiyat Eretz Yisrael. Or we can invoke this idea, which we'll see again at the end of the Yamud, which is that we say we don't move the markers far away, far away from the place of tuma because we don't want to be mafsid Eretz Yisrael. We don't want places where people like are going to have to, uh, let's say, not be able to go um, because they're worried about tuma. So we always want to make sure that the marker for tuma is that way. So if that's the marker for tuma, so then we can assume that's exactly where they put it. Okay, so different explanations of how that works. Okay, Rabbi Omer, Rabbi said, He said, no, you have to have a zakin or a talmud there, basically to tell you where the tumma is, because not everyone's a baki, not everyone's such an expert to know exactly where all the tumma is. So Amar Abaye, Abaye says, well, based on that line, Shema Mina, we can learn from there, Surba me Rabbanan de'ika b'mata, komile d'mata alei ramya. If you have a Talmud Chacham in a place, in like a certain city, all the matters of the city are thrown upon him. And what Abaye means to say is that, you're like, why would the Talmud Chacham know something about where the Tumah is located? Like, why is that in the, like, the purview of the Talmud Chacham? Because everything's in the purview of the Talmud Chacham. You have the Talmud Chacham in the city, he has to know what's going on in the town. You know, and you have this, they have a lot of stories like this, right? Like rabbinic leaders, they have, they know what's going on in the whole town. They, they're covering everything. So that's what Abai is telling us. You see from this uh, from this line. Okay. Now, Amar Abudim. Rabbi tells us another uh, point. Matzah Evan Mitsuyanet. If you find a stone that's marked, and I don't know exactly what the marking would look like, but presumably they would. Tachtea Tamei. Underneath that stone, there's Tumah. Okay. So we have to whatever's under it is Tamei. Shtayim, if you have two stones that are marked, imyesh seed b'nehem, if there's um, lime between the two stones, b'nehem tamay, then between them is also tamay, okay, as opposed to just underneath them. Bim'in seed b'nehem, but if there's no lime between them, b'nehem tahor, then between them is pure, it's not tamay, okay? The Gemara says, is that true even if there's no signs of plowing? But didn't we learn in the Brighton? If you find one marked stone underneath of this tamay, 
But Shtayim, if you find two marked stones, Im yesh choresh b'neim b'neim tahor. If there's a plowed area between them, it's tahor. Bim la b'neim tamei. But if not, between them is tamei. So Amar Papa, so again, so that seems to be against what we're saying, because we're saying here that if it's between them, there's lime, so if there's, uh, then there's going to be Tameh. If there's no lime, it's Tahor. But the Brachta said, the way you know there's no, uh, it's Tahor uh, between them, is if it's um, plowed. So which one is it? So Amar Papa, Hachak Shehasid Shafuch Aroshehen, Umrude Lakan Ulakan. So our Papa says, here the case is where you have the, pl- the lime is poured on top of the rocks and it's sort of like split to, to one side to the next, the next side. So you can't really tell like what it's going, what, what's, it's not as, we're going to put out as carefully. So so if there's a plowed area between them, okay, so then it's clear um, that this, the, the seed, the lime that would be between them, um, if it was Tameh, right, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't allow them to plow that area because it'd be too confusing. So why Because you can say the, because of the chorish, because of the plowing, it sort of got uh, stuck on the line got stuck on the two sides of the rocks. I mean, you see this line, but is it because uh, they put the line down to mark the to mark the tuma? or is it because uh, what's it called? Right? Because again, how does it say? I just lost my face for a second. That we say if there is plaster, the plaster mark, marks the tumma. So our concern is, oh well, now there's a plaster there, so maybe there's tumma there. But if it's been plowed, so you can understand that that's not the case. That the lime that was in between, in between the rocks just kind of spilled over from when you had them on the rocks, but it wasn't actually placed down to mark tumma at all. Below, uh, below, um, if not, sid de bene benehu betame. But if not, if there was no plowing there, then it's actual pla- uh, lime that was placed down for the purpose of marking it. And therefore, it is tamei. Okay. Now, so Amar Ravasi mitzan echad mitzuyanhu mitzuyan. Okay, Ravasi talks about a different case. Ravasi is talking about a field now. Okay. So mitzan echad mitzuyan. If one side of a complete side of imagine like a square field, if one complete side of the field is marked, okay, in a way that marks tuma, hu tamei. So that line is tamei. V'chola sedekula tahora, and the rest of the field is tahor. Shnayim. If you have two lines. Same deal, right? Those lines are tamei, but the rest not. Shlosha, if you have three lines, same again, same idea. But arba'a, it's exactly the opposite. If you have four lines, the lines themselves are tahor, but the whole rest, but the whole field is tamei. Why? That's the third day we had that line already. But we don't make that soon far away. So the point is that if you want to just mark a specific, you always want to mark a specific area. So if you're trying to mark the whole field, so then your border around the field with a tziyun, the tziyun itself isn't tamay because you'll mark the tziyun just outside of where the tuma is, but it itself is not going to be uh, tamay. Okay, so that's just again. So this also, it's, it's, these are interesting kind of halacha in a certain sense. Like the halacha here, it's less like a fundamental halacha and more an issue of like this is how they would do things. If you understand how they would do things, then you know what you know what it is. But it's really, just like it's like it's like you have to know the signs, right? It's like I don't know the habdal. Like in baseball, like you know, if you wipe your arm, so that means steal, or you know whatever. Like 
it's nothing about there's nothing fundamental about wiping your arm that makes it you know, a steel sign. Just that's how you establish the steel. So so they have to tell us like what the signs are so we know. So that's like sort of like how do you know? Like how, if I if I'm not so in the know of how pe- what people are doing, what it's something unclear. So is there like a more universal way to know what's happening? So these are sort of those instructions. Okay. Now the next part of the Mishnah says Another thing they did on Cholamoit is they go out, send messengers to basically stop people who have kilaim in their fields, you know, planting different uh, types of seeds. So the Gemara uh, has a difficulty here. The Gemara says, Really? Like we go out, they send out the messages on uh, on Cholamoit to, to like catch people about kilaim? Doesn't really seem to make so much sense, especially given, by the way, right, we say we don't really want to increase a lot of work on Cholamoit. So why are we Dafka sending out the messages on Cholamoit? So the Gemara says, Ramin, furthermore, we have a contradiction. It says, it says here, on the first of Adar, where Mashmiya, we like announce about the Shkalim, about Machazit Shekel, and also about Kilayim. On the 15th of Adar, we read the Megillah in the cities, meaning the walled cities, and we will go out to dethorn the roads, and to fix up the streets, and to measure the mikvahs. And we do all the needs of the public, and we also mark the graves. And then, and we also go out for Kilaim. So it's telling us already in the first of Adar, the 15th of Adar, excuse me, 15th of Adar, we're already going out for Kilaim and 15th of Adar. Well, if that's the case, presumably we're doing all these things in preparation for uh, a lot of these things, for Ali Alarego, right? That's going to come, in, you know, come pretty soon. So one of the things is going to be Kilaim. But then you're going to tell me that, okay, so a month before Pesach, we're doing all these things, and then again, on the Cholomoy Pesach, we have to again go out and warn people about, uh, about Kilaim? doesn't make so much sense. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina. So we have a machlokin here between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yossi Bar Chanina. What exactly, how to resolve this seeming stira, right? Again, our Mishnah is saying that you go to the Kilaim on Cholomoyim, and the Mishnah, in other words, in uh, uh, Megillah, in Shkalim, saying you do it in Adar. So Chadamar kan bebachir kan beafil. One says, well, it depends. There actually are two times. One is for uh, the early uh, grown things, and one is for the later crops. Okay, so yeah, they did have to do two times because some things grow in Adar and some things grow in Nita. The Chadamar kan bezraim kan beyerkod. One says one's for seeds, which probably means grain, which grows, let's say, earlier, and one's for yerkod, like vegetables, which also grows uh, later. Okay, so again, so you would have to have. Okay. Um, okay, it can't be your echoed. So he, Rabbi Yochanan says the whole thing is only taught when you can't see the nitzan. It sounds like the budding. But once the budding starts, people are able to uh, go out. Look at Rashi, it's the third, uh, third wide line in the bottom. The idea that you don't go out sort of like demanding, like sort of like uh, checking people out before Adar or before Cholomoed, that's only if there's no Nitzan recognizable. But if you can walk easily and see all the sprouts, so then you would do it even earlier. So then the Gemara says, So if the case is, basically now we just, based on that line, we just open up the whole thing. Basically, anytime you can see budding plants that could potentially be kilayim, there's going to be an obligation for the baiting to go send people around to stop people from doing it. So why are we saying Cholomoed? Like it seems so not particular to that event, to that uh, time. So really interesting answer here. The Gemara says, Amr Yaakov, Amr Mishum de Muzli Gaban. So the first answer is that Rabbi Yochanan says it's because the the cost of wages becomes very um, cheap. 
meaning you get very cheap labor on Cholomoyed. Why? Because no one's working on Cholomoyed. No one's really allowed to work. So you want to give a few people an opportunity to work, you can throw them a bone and say, okay, why don't you be like the Shaliyah's Beitin to go check out people who are doing Kilayim potentially, but we'll give you a very low wage. So basically we'll save some money. So Amr of Zvid, Vitema Rabbi Sharshia, so Zvid quotes Rabbi Sharshia, or maybe Rabbi Sharshia said, Shma Amina, we can learn from here, Ki Yavinelu Zchar Mitrumatalishka Yavinelu. That implies that when we're paying these guys, we're giving it from the Trumatalishka. Trumatalishka means from the Beit Hamikdash uh, treasury. Right? So apparently, that, so there's a need to save money. So we're going to wait for a time, which is Cholomoed, where we're going to be able to spend less money from the Beit Hamikdash treasury. Okay, so that's the idea there. Um, why? Because if you would think that we pay them from themselves, and by from themselves means the following. Let's say we go out and we catch a guy with uh, Kilayim, so maybe we'll make him pay for it. Like, that'll be the penalty. Oh, you have Kilayim in your field? You made us come out and stop you? So you're going to have to pay for the, uh, you know, all my time that I just spent you know, doing these things. Right? It's kind of like in a court case sometimes. You bring a frivolous lawsuit, so you have to pay for the guy's law, uh, law expenses, right? uh, lawyer fees. So here too. So if you would think that would be the case, my nafkalaminayu. What do we care? Kol kamadabo litenlu. Whatever they need, whatever they demand, we should give them. Meaning, we don't have to be so careful about how much money is being spent if we're not worried about the trumatalishka, about the the uh, the treasure of the Beit Hamikdash. If it's just you know someone else going to pay the fee and we're going to impose a penalty on them, okay. So whatever the penalty is going to be, the penalty will be. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. The ad kama. Gemara says, now how much? Um, how much kilayim is sort of allowed that we have to uh, make him like destroy it in the field? So Amar Shmuel Bar Yitzchak Kotosha Shaninu. Sorry, we're going to go on the Amar here, which you don't have, but it says Kol Sasha Yeshba Rova Zara Mimin Acher Yemaet. Okay, it says that any saa uh, that has a rova, a quarter of zera, it means a quarter of a kav. Uh, those different measurements basically means up to one twenty-fourth. If you have one twenty-fourth of your field is kilayim, so then we're going to make you destroy it and, uh, and ruin everything. Less than that, you're not necessarily going to have such a problem. Although we'll see uh, tomorrow, we'll, uh, we'll pick up uh, from there, we'll figure out some of the uh, potential uh, argument with that. Okay, stop there.